0: for the Signal 50 Podcast, where we talk about the hard truth about today's current events.
1: Welcome to the Signal 50 Podcast for Wednesday, June 9th, 2021. I don't know about anybody else, but summer has certainly arrived, and can you believe it's June 9th already? Bravo. How are you this evening, sir?
0: I'm doing fine, sir. Thanks. Uh, You're sounding very good on this end. (laughs) I want you to know. Sounds very professional. I
1: want you to know. Well, I, I appreciate that. Not too bad. Not too bad for a couple of guys who started in September. And uh, <laughs> and we had our first show up by Sunday night with uh, stuff we bought out of Staples. Not too bad. But uh, <laughs> we're coming right along. I hope everyone's having as much fun as we are uh, listening to us as we are making the the content for you. We just have a great time getting together and doing this kind of stuff. So without a whole lot more going on, there's a lot to talk about tonight. In case anybody hasn't uh, noticed, the news cycle is just moving a million miles an hour, and what we're here to do is to break things down for you and give you some of the stories that you may or may not have seen that are out there, uh, and to give you a little bit of our opinion on them uh and let you decide for yourself so everybody out there thank you very much for joining us this week this evening uh i know everybody's time is short so we're going to try to keep it as brief as possible but we're going to try to come to you about two or three times a week now so we're going to try to do three shows a week uh two short shows and one long show and we hope we hope you enjoy the format so anyhow without further ado here's what we're going to talk about tonight you know there's a whole lot of uh Whole lot of discussion about uh, COVID. Obviously, you know that is the topic of the last year. In some months, we we have talked about it a number of times, and there's a whole lot of revelations coming out about that. And a lot of opinion, a lot of things that we've already previously talked about um, that have really been vindicated. I would I would guess. Uh, unfortunately, uh, these are things we don't want to be right about. Uh, but unfortunately, are we're going to be talking about that? Some of the origins, um, or or some of the theories behind where COVID started. We want to talk a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. And and this this all revolves around the politics surrounding some of these events, statements, and and happenings along with the coronavirus, right? So we're That's going to right. talk a little bit about yeah, it's 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 all politics, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. The politics around a pandemic, right? That's right. Yeah, it's crazy. Yep. So we're going to talk a little bit about hydroxychloroquine and 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 how that saga evolved. And finally, we're going to break away from that a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about something that happened in Loudoun County, Virginia, recently. Mm. That's 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 more of the you know culture war type uh, discussion uh, that we should be having. Uh, and we're going to get into that as our last topic tonight. So, without further ado, let's let's break into the first story here. This is um, from the Epic Times. It's an opinion piece uh, from Dinesh D'Souza. Wrote this, uh, and mm-hmm. it it goes to discuss, you know, how everything was ginned up uh, surrounding everything that was being said about the origin story of COVID, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And how the money got spread around. And this is a Dinesh D'Souza piece. This is an opinion piece and you can, you can pick and choose out of here. So we're just reporting basically on what Dinesh said for everybody that's listening out there. Mm -hmm. These aren't our words. These are his. So go ahead.
0: But also, um, just so you're aware, um, Dinesh D'Souza is a very well-read, very well-researched uh, person who does a lot uh, when it comes to this. Actually, uh, if you want to do that, Bravo, I don't – or uh, Alpha, I don't have in front of me that one. Add the other one.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that that's no problem. So, okay. So the opinion piece that Dinesh D'Souza uh, wrote is <sighs> – Basically, the story goes to break down the 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 notion that this virus started from an animal and crossed the human boundary and it arose naturally from a meat market in Wuhan. And Dinesh D'Souza goes to point out that he feels strongly that that is absolutely a hoax. I happen to agree with him. (laughs) <laughs> well, well I, I, I happen to agree with him as well, you know, and, and of all places. He goes on to talk in this article about a uh, an article in a magazine that everybody's probably heard of at one point or another, Vanity Fair. Mm-hmm. Vanity mm-hmm. Fair, is a, it's a culture and trends magazine. It's not really noted for a serious journalistic uh, bent. And there's a gal uh, that wrote the article. Her name is Catherine Eben. It's an in-depth article that she wrote about, and it's completely researched. And this is what Dinesh is, is leaning on in, in his opinion piece. And it's all mm-hmm. very believable, and it's a very well-researched article. I, I actually did read it. It's very in-depth. It's mm-hmm. written like a, a murder mystery, like a spy mm-hmm. novel, right? Yeah. Yep. You know, so what, what they're going on to talk about is how did a scientific consensus that SARS-CoV-2 came from the Wuhan meat market. Okay. Mm. Right. Does anybody remember yeah. the, about a group letter that was signed by quote unquote leading virologists?
0: Oh, I remember that one. Yes. Right. They were yes. adamant, yes. adamant about what was, what this was, you know, this, was crossed over. There's all We'll get right. into this in a second. Right. Yes. I, I do remember. that.
1: Right. Right. And, and the, the letter was published in a publication called the Lancet. Which is a Mm -hmm. very well thought of medical uh, journal, right? Correct.
0: Well, it used to be, in my opinion.
1: Well, yeah, it used to be. The article, uh, it really dismissed the theories that suggested that SARS CoV 2, it may have come from the Wuhan lab as a conspiracy theory. You know, they were calling everything Mm -hmm. that anybody that said uh, that it came from the Wuhan lab conspiracy theorists. Mm -hmm. And that the scientific community.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're loony, you're not.
1: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, spreading their narrative on this and that Mm -hmm. any any thought or notion that this came from a lab in Wuhan, China, was flatly rejected by the scientific community. Well, Mm -hmm. (sighs) the Lancet statement, okay this this article, it was used to convince the media around the world. and to rally support to revile public figures like Tom Cotton. Remember Tom Cotton? Everybody thought he was oh, crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh
0: yeah, he was. He was the first one to start banging the drum about it and talking about it. And and the senators around him were basically making fun of him in the middle of the right. Senate floor, right?
1: Just, you know, right. And and they dubbed him a kook for raising mm-hmm. the possibility of the debunked and discredited theory uh, mm-hmm. from these noted virologist that published a story in The Lancet right mm-hmm. yep. now you we we all understand the the impact of digital media we all understand the power and and it is power of digital media uh, mm-hmm. Facebook YouTube nope. screw tube <laughs> fake Twitter Facebook screw tube yep. Twitter you know okay so they coordinated together, uh, according mm-hmm. to Dinesh and, and the article from Vanity Fair, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. To impose a strict regime of restriction and banning and shadow banning and even deplatforming users mm. who were sharing such what they would call misinformation. Mm-hmm. And they relied on their recommendations of their so called fact checkers, right? Yep. Facebook took down millions or even tens of millions of posts supposedly discussing that SARS might have leaked from a lab. And, and that's, right. that's, that's it was almost like they were the scrubbing.
0: Area. Yeah. They right. sent out these right. bots and they were looking for the, you know, the algorithms or looking for certain words like, you know, lab, lab release or, you know, weaponized or, you know, we didn't even, this, this uh, gain of function term was not even heard of until, I would say almost this month. <laughs> right? Right out oh, right was- right
1: right 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 right. Right, absolutely. Okay, so the, the article from Vanity Fair goes on a little bit a little bit to go ahead and shows the behind the curtain mechanism for how the Lancet statement was produced, okay? According mm-hmm. to the Vanity Fair article now, right? Mm-hmm. It was organized by a zoologist named Peter Daszak. Remember yeah. that name. Remember. Remember Peter I think he's Daszak. the boss for Fauci, isn't he? Isn't he the boss for Fauci? No, no, he's not the boss for Fauci. Okay. He runs the EcoHealth Alliance. He's he's involved ah, in the Eco, EcoHealth Alliance. Okay, so yep. this guy, Peter Daszak, is involved in the U.S. government-funded research, Aimed at the making of deadly viruses in labs. Okay. Mm. Okay. Dasak is head of the group called the Eco Health Alliance, and he's worked directly with China's Wuhan laboratories to research coronaviruses and potentially make them more contagious and more lethal, according to the article. Right. So Correct. this is not this is not wholesome stuff, right? This is uh, very much contrary to what we've been told even by fauci mm-hmm. himself right correct okay the research of gain of function stuff it's incredibly dangerous right sure
0: you're you're looking to make <laughs> a, a virus more virulent or catchy more dangerous right. that could kill you right right you're me- you're messing right. around with mother nature
1: So basically what it goes on to say, the article is, you know, this gain of function testing, whether a virus escapes a a laboratory setting accidentally or on purpose is really, really bad stuff, obviously. Right. And what we're failing to see is these viruses that have been amplified and tampered Mm -hmm. with can be exploited for military purposes. Scary. Okay. Okay well yeah. let's let's look at it this way uh, bravo let's look at it this way for everybody out mm. there now this virus in by math right was about 0.2 mm. percent fatal right or right? 0.02 percent right somewhere yeah. some 0.02 percent fatal mm. Correct. can anybody out there even conceive of a virus that is 14, 15, 20% lethal.
0: I think they call it a a, a global killer.
1: I I think that's what's called an extinction level event. Okay. Mm. Now, let's set that aside for a quick second. And and these people all got together, right? And the Lancet was behind Mm -hmm. setting the narrative around it, according to the article. These folks were involved with building a very, they're involved with gain-of-function testing. This is what these people do. Hmm. Okay. The article goes on to claim that Daszak, when he learned the virus was causing a global problem, he moved quickly mm-hmm. to line up a group of virologists to declare without any persuasive evidence whatsoever that COVID nineteen that had a natural origin, okay. Mm. It's it's a little puzzling why prominent guys who have PhDs and doctorates would risk their names behind a falsehood, right? Why would they unless, do that? Why
0: unless they're they're they have a alternative motive, or they need to cover themselves, or they have other. Uh, Ma- uh, malicious intent
1: yes but i think the answer could be a little simpler bravo um you're you're absolutely correct but i think the answer is very simple remember in the last episode of the signal 50 mm-hmm. podcast we talked a little bit about how the government flows money on contract for research and development right ah uh-huh kiss it. uh-huh Keep it simple. You know, Occam's razor. What's the oldest, easiest, simplest reason in the world? It's money. Money. Yeah. Okay. So DASEC and institutions like the EcoHealth Alliance, they receive Mm -hmm. large amounts of government funding. Okay. And Mm -hmm. what they do is they package the money into subgrants. That are dispersed among researchers and research institutions around the country and even around the world. Do you remember when we were talking about a prime contractor signs a subcontract and flows money Mm -hmm. on the subcontract? The subcontractors can have a subcontractor to execute the work. So yep. it's, it's money laundering operation all the way down, which is incredibly difficult to keep track of and to track, mm-hmm. and the money just disappears. And what the government concern is concerned about is an end product when they get back and progress reports. Okay? The deliverables mm-hmm. are reports.
0: Okay, That's it? So you just write a report and say things are going swell, and that's all they care about? Yep.
1: Swimmingly, wow. everything is wonderful. We killed the ferrets. It's awesome. Okay. So... <laughs> So consequently here, you've got a large group of scientists They're mm. quite honestly, in, in Dasik's back pocket. Mm. They have a financial interest in what he wants, and they have a stake in camouflaging the possibility that the type of work that they're engaged in caused a global pandemic with millions of deaths and untold ruin financially mm. around the world. Okay. Okay. So the article goes on to say that Daszak, he organized a Lancet statement. He did it with the intention of concealing his role and creating the impression of scientific immunity. Okay. So Hmm. he he used it as a shield. Right.
0: Someone needs to go to jail. (laughs) Wow.
1: It's very interesting. People. It's it it's very dirty. It's it's very horrible. Yeah. This if if this stuff in this article is, you know, it's it's all plausible. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if this is true, it it is just it's devastating. So the people that
0: I'm sorry. You know how long it's gonna take the scientific community to get their reputation back after this nonsense? And and the whole money, you know, the way money comes down from the NIH and the uh, all the funding that you know—that's how they f- they fund these these uh, projects, these scientific projects. And if you get your funding cut off, you're done. So you want it? You know, it turns into uh, you give us the science that we want to see, and the minute that it doesn't uh, fulfill that that scientific premise that the someone wants, then your
1: money's cut off. That's really what's happening. Well, it's even worse than that. No. Oh. You have to remember that everybody that signed the letter in the Lancet that that Facebook and YouTube and and Twitter used to shadow ban and edit everybody and the narrative that was set. The six of the guys that signed the letter either worked at or received funding from the EcoHealth Alliance. Okay, according to Vanity mm-hmm. Fair. Okay, according mm-hmm. to the article. So it's really bad stuff. Um, Not only did like all the social media platforms run with it to try to put that narrative out there to quash, you know, what people were saying that, you know, this was created in a lab and it got out, et cetera, et cetera. You know, (laughs) they also used it to shut down an ongoing State Department investigation begun late in the Trump era. Spearheaded by Mike Pompeo Into the true origins of the virus Mm. And to make matters worse The shutdown was actively promoted By US government agencies And unelected bureaucrats Who had no intention of revealing Their own role in sponsoring And subsidizing highly dangerous Gain of function research Wow Yeah
0: Unbelievable. Well, so there's okay. always a
1: backstory somewhere, <laughs> right? So, okay, so this is an opinion piece written by Dinesh D'Souza mm-hmm. that's basically summarizing the Vanity Fair article. This was the easiest way for me or us to go ahead and relate this information to people. This stuff is coming out quickly in relative comparison, it, it's turned from a drip to the faucet is broken and things are really running and people are just trying to scramble to get ahead of it at this point. So mm. there's, there's a lot going on. So mm. uh, I don't know. So that brings us to the next, our, 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 next discussion. And I'll let you, I'll let you run with this one there, my friend.
0: Sure. So, um, so Alpha, the next part of this is um, we were talking about the, again, we 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 I heard story. Uh, you know, I heard a story that there were no bats or anything that was the specific species of bat that carried the COVID vi- uh, nineteen virus. Where then it tra- then it kind of crossed over in this wet market where they made soup and they did all this other stuff. Um, there was no bats within two hundred miles. And that was brought up as a conspiracy theory and everyone was nuts for even thinking it. Well, in the story written by uh, Lily Hu, uh, Zeus, excuse me, C-H-O-U, let me give her credit where credit's due. Uh, she, in the June 8th, 2021, basically they say that neither bats nor penguins pangolins, excuse me, were being sold in the wet markets in Wuhan when the CCP, communists, the Chinese Communist Party, viruses a virus pandemic started. A study by the Oxford University found Chinese officials have claimed the virus which causes COVID-19 originated outside the country, but it was widely believed to have come from a top-level laboratory in Wuhan where the initial cases were detected or from a seafood market near the lab. So again, there's the story and then a story that's being told to everyone to take the spotlight off of what's going on to cover their tracks, whether it was a purposeful release or an accidental release. Alpha and I can't tell you that. We We don't know one way or the other. But the way this virus was developed and it has a specific DNA sequence, this comes from a hat tip to Dan Bongino, talks about the sequencing of base pairs and DNA is basically base pair chemicals that sit next to each other and RNA comes by, peels off and gives the message to the cell to do what it needs to do. Viruses are basically... Little DNA, you know, they take over the mechanism of a cell and cause disease. We'll keep it simple. I get it. Dan Bongino was talking about the fact that there was a replicated pair that has never been seen in nature before. This this sequencing of DNA repeated itself, which, according to experts, never happens. Now, going back to the story here, the World Health Organization director, General Tendros Adonimo uh, I butchered the name. Sorry, Guevaras uh, said in March that the organization hadn't found the source of the virus. So now you have the who saying we don't know where this thing came from. Right. And the report it produced, which was that the virus very likely had an animal host, right? Didn't adequately analyze other theories. So no one knows what one person is saying versus the other. <laughs> so they're all, you know, the story's starting to fall apart back then. The problem is everyone is looking for answers and wants answers. And then you have the, the social media forums wiping off anything that has anything to do with any idea at all besides what's sanctioned to be said. You have the government that is trying to cover uh, certain people in the government that want to cover their tracks and causing subterfuge and camouflage. And the next thing you know, you got different organizations and then everyone's worrying about catching this thing and having to wind up uh, in the hospital, which was the worst place to be in the first place.
1: Well, let me ask you a question, Bravo. You're, you're kind of a smart guy. I, I sometimes, you know, and sometimes I'm sometimes okay. How is it? Now, just mm-hmm. go on a little journey with me, okay? Mm-hmm. How is it that, like a week after this was discovered, there was a vaccine?
0: That was something we talked about again, mm-hmm. where miraculously the Chinese again we, I, we we were saying this, and people were. You know, we can't tell you who we are. We'll get canceled. No one knows. Our, you know, we, we do this as what we normally have a conversation about current events anyway. But when we were talking about this before, I found it very odd that this, huh. they already the Chinese already sequenced this virus, the COVID-19 virus. They sequenced it, had it down to this DNA pairs within weeks of the release. Right, and we all were hearing. Also, just as a just as a quick side note, everyone was dropping dead in Wuhan, where cell phone signals were going were not being millions were gone, and were being you know that not not being used, um, all of a sudden. But again, no one was paying attention to that. They were paying attention to whatever shiny objects presented for all of us to look at. Hopefully, that answers your question, Alpha. I think that.
1: Well, it, it does, but you know you've got to remember that you've got a company out there called Moderna, right? They have never ah. successful. They've never successfully brought a product to market, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, boom, we have a vaccine mm. within weeks. Surprise! 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 Hmm. Mm. Interesting.
0: And. Where did that come from? And I was actually questioning, Alpha, when this was coming out, should we be trusting the Chinese when I thought it was coming out of, it wasn't coming from any wet market because the bat was no, nowhere to be found. And all of a sudden they're handing over the, the DNA sequencing for a novel coronavirus. 19 virus? How does that happen?
1: Huh. Someone that question for me. really, really interesting, isn't it? Hmm. How quickly they sequenced say, that, and they and they and they distilled a a vaccine down. That's just very 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 interesting. So yeah. I have no idea. Again,
0: we're not saying it now. Other people are saying it. We were That's right. we were surmising it. Now other people are confirming what we were surmising.
1: It's unbelievable, yeah. isn't it? It's just really crazy and. It's scary. The more that come. It's it's absolutely terrifying. Like I said earlier in in this broadcast, and I've said it before. I'll say it again. If this was a trial balloon to see what they could get away with, see what could be gotten away with, mm-hmm. I would have to say that they ran a hell of a successful beta test. Okay. Mm. And if anybody out there isn't paying attention. You should be paying attention. This was 0.02% fatal. Can you imagine? hmm. The chaos and pandemonium of a virus. That's 1%, 5%, 15%, 20% fatal. Just wrap your head around that.
0: And if you really need a reminder, watch Contagion or watch Outbreak scary stuff now that that, when you put
1: it in the context of the real world where we have you know something that that has actually happened like this a global pandemic in modern times how terrifying could that be Mm. anyhow you know look we can we can go on about this all night long but here the simple fact of the matter is this something happened this virus is not a naturally occurring virus to the best information that i've seen and a lot of scientists are coming out and saying this kind of sequencing does not happen in nature
0: mm-hmm. this
1: did not this is not a zoonotic for anybody out there who doesn't understand what the term zoonotic means zoonotic think zoo Right. Think animals in the zoo, zoonotic zoonosis, zoonotic transmission is from animal to human. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. If anybody believes that I have a bridge, I can sell (laughs) you. I'm I'm not sure that's the case. Uh, Time is going to tell. And I hope the truth does come out about this one day. But, you know, what would the consequences of the truth really be, which is the scary part, right? Yeah. Well, we'll have to see. Anyhow. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we we spend a lot of time here at the Signal 50 podcast. We spend a lot of time talking about the current events that are going on. And we talk a lot about coronavirus because, you know, there's a lot to talk about. And this is a rapidly evolving story with you know, Tom Clancy couldn't write this crap any better. Right. I mean, not this is mention- just.
0: Oh, sorry. Good.
1: No, no. Fine. Go
0: ahead. Uh, not to mention the fact, Alpha, that if you wanted to get the truth out there, normally people would go to the news, CNN, MSNBC, but they're all fake. They're all they're not doing what they should be doing, that the Constitution protects the press to do. And that is to keep tabs on what the government's doing and to purport that to the the, having a free press our founders knew was the most important thing to have so that tyranny would not occur. The moment the free press decided that they're going to jump on board and carry the water for a tyrannical government, and I'm not talking about the last administration, I'm talking about this administration right now, and players that were in the last administration that had nothing to do with President Trump, but people that had their own agendas. They were in cahoots with the press and social media, and everyone was gaslit, in my humble
1: opinion. It was a constant campaign, and it seems to be a constant campaign that anything that the last administration tried to do was you know it it's just it's just more of the same it's mm. racist it's homophobic it's misogynistic it's sexist it's identity politics game being played at a high level of magnitude and you also had and this, this leads nicely into the next story. You also have a culture where your feelings matter more than facts. Mm. And everything was about hating Donald Trump. The story that we, we talked about where, you know, uh, have, we, have we gotten there yet? Let me see. Uh, no, we, we haven't gotten there yet. It's about that very thing. The hydroxychloroquine drama, right? Mm.
0: Drama is a Trump, really good word.
1: Well, it's it's drama. You know, the Trump administration came on Trump, and and he was being advised by people saying hydroxychloroquine is a very safe, viable treatment with azithromycin for coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can manipulate studies to do anything you want, and the article that's that we're posting is from the epic times obviously yeah. and you can slant data medical studies any way you want them to slant and you can take extreme cases from here and there but all in all you know before a lot of editorial comment hydroxychloroquine in the right dose mm-hmm. with azithromycin seemed to be very promising for people mm-hmm. on forced ventilation, and it increased their survival rate by 200%. Isn't but it amazing? Don- yes. Oh,
0: isn't it amazing? This study right here was suppressed, was not allowed to be put out there. How many people had to die because this was suppressed? They had doctors that were lined up talking about how hydrochloroquine worked. France had 6,000 subject study. It worked. And meanwhile, you had the Lancet coming out with a bunch of nonsense talking about how hydrochloroquine is dangerous and people will die. And you have the lamestream media, MSNBC and CNN and all those morons parroting the fact that it's dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. Well,
1: because Donald Trump said it, and Donald Trump is dangerous. So... Mm -hmm. Yes, he is dangerous. He's absolutely dangerous to your narrative. He's absolutely He was absolutely dangerous to the establishment in Washington, D.C., and they had to get rid of him at any cost.
0: Because he was ruining the whole big plan to take That's over right. the world.
1: And, and I got news for you. The man, he, he might have tweeted mean things, but he was right more than he was wrong. That's right. And hydroxychloroquine... I'm not a doctor. I stayed in a Holiday Inn Express, but from what I've read and some of the peer-reviewed studies that are out there, it is a truly effective, safe medication given in the right doses in concert with azithromycin, Z-Pack. A cheap, ten dollars Z-Pack could potentially have saved tens of thousands of lives. Instead. It got politicized, and the president got blasted because the only thing that the media cared about was the propaganda machine to get rid of Donald Trump.
0: Mm-hmm. And the Lancet that was bashing hydroxychloroquine specifically was in the study that they touted. They put together this study very quickly, and they guess what? They gave higher doses than normally administered, to patients of hydroxychloroquine, which was then giving people dysrhythmias, which is like heart rhythms that were doing the wrong things for the heart to beat properly. And then they were touting that as being the problem with hydroxychloroquine and why it shouldn't be used. In the meantime, hydroxychloroquine has been around 60 years. It's used for all kinds of inflammatory processes, which COVID-19 is associated with Extreme, you know, with with inflammatory processes. And once you know it, this article talks about how hydroxychloroquine is actually exonerated, vindicated to be the right medication for the job.
1: And dirt cheap.
0: And you don't have to make a vaccine if you got a treatment. That's right. And you see, you see where this is connected? to everybody you got a treatment you don't need a vaccine you're not going to be getting billions of dollars to make a vaccine that's
1: right follow the money follow the money yep but it's amazing how politics played a role in in medicine and treating uh people on a mass scale and how many people did suffer and and pass away from complications related to this virus um and it's not a joke COVID-19 is a real, it's not a joke. We never thought it was a joke. It's a thing. And it's a very serious thing. And it does exploit people with predispositions for exploitation. And all we had to do was just possibly just treat everybody with hydroxychloroquine. And azithromycin that got it, and how many lives could have been saved? Instead, it was politicized, and they beat Trump over the head with it and all of his people that were for it. And the mainstream media turned on the propaganda machine and just clubbed him like a harbor seal. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's disgusting. It's just absolutely disgusting. Mm-hmm. The media has failed. It continues they, to fail. They are, well, they're a disgrace. They're an absolute disgrace. Hmm. Disgrace. They should be ashamed of themselves.
0: And for everyone out there that subscribes to whatever narrative you want to put out there, because it doesn't match with your own. Really take a long, hard look at what it is to learn and to understand how. We can all learn from each other if we just stopped and listened and kept our mouth shut and get the pride and the the politics out of the way and just say, you know what? That's a good idea. Let's go try that and see if we can make this work. That is what happened.
1: I'll go one one further. When, When I was raised and when you were raised, I know that both of us were raised with a, Healthy dose of skepticism. Mm -hmm. Our generation, uh, we are known for questioning authority and not necessarily going along with the crowd. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, very much so. What did your teachers drill into your head? Why did you do that? Well, Johnny did it. If Johnny jumped off a bridge, would you follow him? Mm. We have too many people jumping off the bridge with Johnny. There's mm-hmm. a there's a theory that that you know some people have seen it and it was made popular in a movie, but it, it's actually a thing. It's called mm-hmm. the tenth man theory. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nine people in a room have, can have one opinion. The tenth man is going to have a different opinion always. Yep. And you have to listen to the tenth man. Everybody should be listening to the tenth man. That 10th man could be the little voice in your head saying, wait a minute, does this make any sense to me? Mm. We have lost our skepticism. We have fallen prey to propaganda, false narratives, and a propaganda-laden media in this country that all they do is lie. And I don't understand why they're doing it.
0: Mm. power
1: control power I understand control. that but but we have to understand what's behind that and we're I don't think we're quite there yet we have some theories mm. about it but you know what let's move on to our next story our last story of the evening mm-hmm. that we want to cover so cancel culture and such and... Using feelings to dictate logic uh, where words have different meanings and people can say whatever they want. They can be whatever they want. You can identify as whatever you want. You can have your pronouns. You can have this, that, and the other thing. That's fine. If you're a grown adult, fine. Fine. In Loudoun County, Virginia, there is a teacher. He's a gym teacher in an elementary school in the public school district, Loudoun County School District. His name is Tanner Cross. Now, Tanner is a devout Christian. Uh, he's got very, very strong beliefs, and he, uh, you know, he made the mistake uh, of standing up in a private capacity. As a private citizen, uh, not in his teaching capacity, to push back against the school district wanting to allow children or, or forcing teachers to address children, elementary school children, by their chosen pronouns and to embrace transgenderism in children. And Tanner Cross got up and said, this is ridiculous in a public forum in front of the school board. He said, I'm I'm speaking as a father, as a parent. I find this to be completely insane. Uh, This doesn't make any sense. These are children. Now, the Loudoun County School District took umbrage to this, right? Mm. And they suspended Tanner, suspended him. Now, he engaged a handy little group, right, called the ADF, the Alliance for Defending Freedom. They're a nonprofit pro bono legal firm that have successfully argued a number of different cases along these same lines in front of the Supreme Court. So they took on his case. They're a handy group to have around, don't you think, Bravo?
0: Mm-hmm. Indeed.
1: Yeah, indeed. They argued in front of a judge on Tanner's behalf in, in the northern part of Virginia to have Tanner Cross reinstated as a teacher with no penalty. And guess what? They were a hundred percent they were a hundred percent successful. Mm. The judge said, uh, yeah, you can't penalize somebody for speaking in a private capacity, giving his opinion. You cannot restrict somebody's freedom of speech. You cannot restrict somebody's freedom of expression. You can't do that. They had to reinstate Tanner immediately without delay, which they did. And essentially, the defense goes a little something like this. Even as a teacher, you are entitled to your First Amendment rights, as long as you are not acting in your capacity. Right? And you are not stripped of your beliefs just because you are an education professional. Hmm. So that's something for everybody to keep in mind out there, right? Hmm. If anybody wants to make a donation to somebody who, who believes in free speech and in your freedom to express yourself, as long as you're professional, you know, separating your life from another life, maybe, or your private life. I'd say if the Alliance for Defending Freedoms, the ADF, they take donations, I'm going to send them a check. They might be handy to keep around. Mm hmm. So, and that's our little bit on the cancel culture. You know, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us this evening. We're going to keep the show to about 45 minutes. We really do appreciate you joining us this evening. Uh, we're going to come at you again. We're going to have another show uh maybe Friday night, and we hope to hear from you then. We'd like to throw a shout out to our affiliate, POF-USA, pof-usa.com, makers of the finest AR-15 style rifles anywhere in the United States. Uh, go ahead, go to their website, pof-usa.com. Uh, guns are becoming more available on the market now. The demand is starting to wane a little bit. So the stocks are coming up and ammunition is becoming available too on the market. Also, Mark's Guns LLC. Mark'sGunsLLC.com. Uh, look them up. They're up in Minnesota for all your firearms needs. They can. Do a cash transaction or a credit card transaction, ship it to your FFL, anything that you want. They'll get it out to you that way. A good bunch of guys here at Mark's Guns LLC. And we'd like to thank our soldiers, sailors, and airmen for protecting us 24-7, 365, and our police, firefighters, and EMS workers that are out there on the streets protecting us all the time. Be sure to catch us on Rumble and watch out for our parlor announcements. Parlor's kind of a little weird these days. And make Mm -hmm. sure to catch us on your favorite podcast app. We're pretty much everywhere at this point. Correct.
0: Thank you, everyone. We're going to cue the music.
1: Cue the music. And everybody, enjoy the rest of your week. We're on the – tomorrow is Friday Eve. Hmm.
0: Weekend's coming. Ah, Weekend's
1: coming. Bravo. Cue the music. Let's get out of here.
0: Take care. Again, thanks for listening. This is the end of our Signal 50 transmission.